Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics, and we are here with yet another Friday show. Chris, how are you doing this morning? Um, well, it's Friday the 13th, so... We're all gonna n- die. You know, <laughs> considering it's 7 in the morning, things seem to be going pretty okay right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, who knows what we could happen? Help. Yeah. We're predicting you know, the future right now. <laughs> it's 2020. So everything's up in the air. Yeah, we're we're predicting the future right now. Obviously, we're not recording this at seven o'clock Friday morning. Or are we? Dun dun dun. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh God, guys, this is lovely start. Um, but well, no. Besides we... that, I'm doing pretty good. Um, we'll see what brings up Friday, but yeah, I mean. It's the second Friday the thirteenth we've had in twenty twenty. So yeah, we um, all remember March thirteenth, Friday, don't we? Yeah, right. Watch this Friday the thirteenth's gonna just make COVID go poof. Wouldn't it be crazy if that's how that happened? <laughs> all the experts would be dumbfounded. Oh my god, I know. Nothing Nick, would make sense anymore. <laughs> well, doesn't nothing make already sense makes right sense. Now. Nick, <laughs> could you imagine? That happened, you and me would be in. All the major networks. <laughs> These two scientists predicted they had a COVID and they were right. Here's your Nobel Peace Prize. We no, thank you. I will, take, I will take a cash option instead. I'll take food for life. Well, good thing uh, I will take some of your food. Okay. I'll share the money. Okay. It'll be money fair. Yeah. You know, if we get $1,000 million, I'm giving you $400 million. $1,000 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't question it, Nick. Uh, I really want to, but I'm not going to. I know to. that rounds out to $1 billion. <laughs> you almost just said $100 million. <laughs> Oh, oh well, God. okay. Well, so, I'm no mathematician. I'm just a news journalist, okay? <laughs> uh, we're not geniuses, or are we? I don't know. If we, if we were predicting this whole end you of know, COVID thing. It we is might bad be. because I'm a financial expert over here, and I can't even figure out $1,000 million. <laughs> oh, no, we're doomed. Oh, boy. But speaking okay, of COVID, well, let's get right into COVID, the news. Speaking of COVID, it's a, it's a great segue into what we actually are talking about. Uh, Believe it or off, not, we didn't even plan that. No, we did not. <laughs> That's just how good we are. So we are on a, uh, on the time of recording this, we are on a six-day rolling average of 100,000-plus new confirmed cases in the U.S. That's a lot. And Texas hit 1 million confirmed cases in their state alone, highest in all 50 states. That even outweighs New York. That was the epicenter back in March. New York's sitting around 500,000, just to put that in perspective for you. In El, in not only that, but in El Paso, Texas, there are actually trailers like in front of the hospitals Morgue trailers, to be specific. Sorry about that. That's how, like, that, that's just how much things are building up over there right now. It's just that and they there is um, morgue. 10 more morgue trailers to be expected to be delivered 
by Friday morning. So today. Jeez. 27 states even like are, are seeing an increase by 50% at the moment. And um, 15 states have seen hospitalizations double in the last month. Beyond that, like just beyond the numbers we're seeing right now, experts are saying that if we continue on this trend, um, we could be seeing 200,000 cases a day sometime soon. And it's to the point where many states are even requiring curfews to try and stop the spread. I'm sure many of you heard, but um, over the weekend, if you haven't heard, we hit 10 million confirmed cases in the United States alone. So, you know, that's 10 million people. Over 200,000 people have passed away. And experts are saying unless something changes, we could be seeing 200,000 cases easily a day. That's a crazy thought. That really is. So it sounds like this second wave is kind of coming in hot, you can kind of say. Very well could be. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But um, they are still trying to combat it, of course. Um, Projected president, you know, the projected next president, Joe Biden, um, announced on Monday the members of his task force to try and fight COVID. And Vidic Murphy will be the leader of this task force. Um, He came to America age three. Uh, He went to Harvard and Yale. And he was a surgeon general under Obama when we had the whole Ebola fiasco a few years ago. And uh, over the past three years, he's actually been trying to fight loneliness as like a public health crisis. One thing to note with this, him and Joe Biden and the other experts are warning of a dark winter to come, saying that if things don't turn around, this could be a very bad winter. And they are working together with the scientists side by side with the CDC to kind of come up with a resolution for everything. We'll see how that all works out, of course. Now, just thinking about like the winter and how crazy things are going to be, I'm interested to see what happens in like schools and stuff, because I don't know about you, Chris, but I know at my school, all the, like, the teachers are pretty much required to keep the windows open at all times. And so we've already seen days where it's been about like, 25 with the wind chill and the windows have had to stay open in new york it gets pretty damn cold <laughs> like if, you know and also zero. if you live in new york i'm sure you've heard that all suny schools state colleges they're not going back you know once they leave friday for thanksgiving break they're not returning back to campuses until after the new year's yeah and my school, the big scuttlebutt around there is that we might be to follow right after them. So teachers are being getting ready, prepared, giving whatever they need to give. So they're not caught like they were in March. Right. Like, well, my now, whether school, or not that happens, that's a different story. My school right now, we just set up two days um, over the next couple of months 
I'm surprised they didn't do that. You know, they aren't doing more um, of fully remote days. So everyone is, is home remote and uh, getting taught that way. So, you know, just, just in case um, something like that happens, but no, like with the, with the window staying open at all times, it's getting so cold in there. Can you imagine how many kids might get like, you know, pneumonia holds and might get sick mm-hmm. from that alone, you know, not even with COVID, but just, you know, simple colds and stuff like that. And then they have to get COVID tests and all that. So it's really, it's tricky. And I'm curious to see how they handle that. You know, I've been looking at other school districts plans for, you know, what they're doing during all this. And it's kind of funny to see how differently all the schools are handling things. You know, my school once a week, we're fully remote, the whole district wide. But next school, it only happens two times in the next couple of months. It's yeah. just kind of weird to see that. Right. Well, in the first quarter, we didn't even have a single day fully remote. Um, this is just added into the schedule um, last week, I think it was. So this is like something completely new. And like the first fully remote day isn't even going to be until December. So... Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. You know, we'll have to see to find out. You know, things could stay the way they are, or we could go back to another shutdown. Um, At the doctor's office that I work at, they're certainly prepared for the worst. You know, we're ordering things double the amount than what you normally would need. You know, there's the COVID room, just stackpiling supplies because it's a doctor's office. Doctor's offices need to stay open. You know, they're getting their plans together for what they're going to do to stay operable. Well, so it's going to be interesting if there's a round two and what's going to come of that. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, the, the U.S. isn't the only ones having problems with this. England's on a shutdown right now. France and Germany have shut down, which we reported, you know, last week or last, not last week, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. But um, the U.S., you know, talk about these European countries and all that having outbreak issues and all that, but um, the the virus, you know, COVID has worked its way into the White House even again, again. You know, um, you know, this is kind of sucky timing too. <laughs> Trump's uh, legal fight over the election. The head guy in charge of all that. Tested positive Sunday night, and we didn't find out until Monday morning. Yep. yep. Whoopsies. Good job. Like, that's going to complicate his legal battle right there. Just a bit, yeah. And also, Ben Carson tested positive Monday. Doesn't look too good. So, a lot of people are linking the celebration party, whatever you want to call it, that he had election night at the White House as another super spreader. Well, it's very possible. There were, what, 250 people there? Yeah. First, it's the celebration in the Rose Garden for Amy Coney Barrett's uh, nomination, and then it's the party for election night at the White House. So it doesn't look like large gatherings working out for them. No, not too well anyway. But, uh, you know, this is the, what, second time that the White House has gotten attacked pretty heavily? Yeah. You know, and uh, some people are saying that's why... President Trump is uh, in New Jersey so much because he can't be around the COVID outbreak. Which, possible, you know that that's possible. It could just be, you know, yeah, we don't know for sure. Blah, right, blah blah. blah, blah. But uh, 
let's move into some lawsuits that Trump has. Right. And yeah. I say some, but there is several. There is. So if you don't know what's going on um, with the election right now, which if you don't, you probably under a rock somewhere. Um, the results are currently sitting at 290 electoral votes for Biden and 214 for Trump. Now, of course, that is according to the AP. We know some stations is 273, but that's the AP. Right. And um, at the moment, according to Trump's aides, he, he's quite far from conceding this election. You know, there have been rumors that people have been trying to, you know, from his own family even. But from what everyone's saying that works with him, he, he's still pretty far off from conceding this. Now, he has filed several lawsuits on... Just several different things, you know, election fraud, election, just pretty much everything, election in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, and Michigan. Lovely. So there's several states that has either denied or dismissed them, and some are still outgoing, some are being appealed, but one of them in Pennsylvania has been denied. One in Pennsylvania is still going through the process. Georgia denied. Nevada denied there was no evidence. Arizona, there is one lawsuit pending. Michigan denied there was no evidence. Yeah, so where where these lawsuits go from here on out remains to be seen. Um, we don't really know at this point. Now, obviously, like we just said, there have been a bunch thrown out already. Um, so doesn't look like that fight's going too well at the moment but whatever happens with with this whole thing obviously we'll keep you guys updated um and we'll have all of that information here on the show as always and you know as we've stated for i would say month now maybe even longer every state runs their election differently right you know they're running their election on what they find best fits according to the constitution Now, there have been some Republicans um, at this point saying that there was no fraud. If there are, you know, all Secretary of States where these cases have been filed, you know, some are Republicans and they are saying there is no fraud. Right. So, you know, these cases are going to go through. Who knows, like Nick said, what's going to come of these? Nothing could happen. Something could happen. It's really anyone's guess. Yeah. So all we can do is play the waiting game, which we do a lot with politics and with all this kind of, you know, with all this stuff. So all we can really do at this point, like I said, just wait. We'll have the information as it comes out. We'll report it here. And um, that's pretty much that. But next we move into some, you know, a pretty major Supreme Court situation here pretty big supreme court case and that's the constitutionality of the affordable care act if you're not aware the court right now is a 6-3 conservative super majority and justice barrett is hearing this case because she is the new justice so she is definitely going to be hearing this case she's sitting on the bench for it now with congress saying that there is no penalty for not having health insurance um should this law be thrown out? That's pretty much the question. 
um, that's on the case. Right, and there, of course, there are you know states and members of the Trump administration who are saying yes. You know, we don't need this Affordable Care Act, and so they've been trying to strike it down. Um, but there are going to be consequences to the Affordable Care Act getting struck down, quite possibly. You know, depending on what goes in its place, but speaking as if nothing is going in place after, you know, if it were to get struck down, um, there would be huge question marks surrounding pre-existing conditions. Um, of course, the whole Affordable Care Act situation was heavily questioned in the debate. Um, President Trump said that, you know, if he had been reelected and the Affordable Care Act had been struck down, he had a plan to replace it with something else, but we never found out what that was. So those you know, are surrounded by question marks. Um, 23 million Americans would lose access to healthcare exchanges and millions would also lose access to Medicare and Medicaid. So pretty, pretty big consequences to face. Now, in this case, you probably remember it. It was brought up in 2012 and 2015. And back then it was found constitutional. You know, it's 2020 now, so new case, new, you know, got to redo the whole thing. Will they find it constitutional? That's a question or not. Um, even though Congress has slowly chipped away at this year after year changing it, they have been unable to fully repeal it yet. Right. Now, if you're waiting on the justices rule about this, before you get health insurance or anything like that, you're going to be waiting a while and you might want to sign them now because a ruling isn't expected until June of 2021. So sign up for your health care. You, you know, you got just about a year to wait until there's a ruling on it. Right. But uh, Chris, we move into... Quite a familiar subject here on this show. We got the stimulus. We got the stimulus. Oh boy! Yeah, we should just turn this into a Broadway show. Broad Street show. Broad Street. Sorry, we're not ready for Broadway yet. Should I just sing what people need to know? The stimulus. (laughs) We got some stimulus news for you. Let's not do that and say we did. Oh, well, fine. Um, not make it fun. We are waiting on Congress to get past their differences and finally pass a second stimulus package. We are in the waiting stage. We are still waiting. We've been waiting since what? August? Even before that. I mean, it was like June. Well... Mitch McConnell, the head of the Senate, said today that snug that hung us up for months is still there. Yeah, and now, you know, instead of seeing progress, we could just be stuck because we're in the lame duck session now. Um, how The House does return to Washington next week. Uh, however... 
we could just be seeing more of gridlock, you know, less progress like we were hoping for, more just a constant, never-ending gridlock until the presidency is decided. Come on. We're not asking for much here. Asking for what we've been asking for since June. But, you know, this we'll see next week what comes of next week, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it Friday morning. Yeah, of course. You know, with, with everything that happens on the show that, that's a continuous story, we will have updates as they come along. Um, we'll have the information to you as quickly as we possibly can. But um, other than that, just yet another thing we're just kind of sitting on our hands for, uh, just constantly in the wait for. Well, that's all we have for our this week's main news stories, but let's get into our new segment, Rapid News. All right, so this week we start out with a kind of a sad story, honestly, and that's that Alex Trebek, the longtime Jeopardy host, has unfortunately passed away this past Sunday. Lee Bryce, a famous country singer, he has tested positive for COVID-19 and released in a statement. Obviously, he won't be appearing on the ACM Awards. I think it's next week, not 100% sure, but he will not be at the ACM Awards because he tested positive for COVID-19. So next, we have a recall, a car recall to be specific, on Volvo's um, models S60 and S80 and model years 2001 through 2003. There were uh, exploding airbags, so they are calling those cars back and will be paying for a replacement airbag. Now, our final rapid news story is McDonald's. They are testing a plant-based burger. They are calling it the McPlant. If it goes well in stores, they said they might experiment with a plant-based chicken nugget and breakfast sandwiches. I feel like they're a bit late to the party. <laughs> you know, Burger King's been doing that for probably over a year now. Burger King's been doing it for a while. I'm pretty sure even Wendy's has a plant option. But that's what we got for Rapid News this week. We'll have more Rapid News stories for you Monday morning. But let's get into our long-lasted, longest-running segment, Good News. That's right. So what do you got for us, Chris? What do you got for us this week? Well, this week we got a um, man. He was a foster father. Um he found out that a family, five children, were separated, and he ended up adopting all five. He had three of the kids, and two of them were in another foster home. Well, he didn't like that the family was split up, so he ended up adopting all five children. Wow. Not just being the foster father for them, he adopted all five kids. That, you don't hear about that often. Especially for that large amount of a family. Right, you know, you'll you'll hear of kids getting adopted from you know foster you know from from orphanages and stuff like that in foster homes, but to adopt all five, that's extremely rare, and it's a big commitment too. One oh, kid alone's a big commitment, but five. But five. But that's that's amazing though, because you know family. You you don't want to be separated from your family. You know, family is everything, especially when you have siblings and stuff like that. I know, you know, having these times alone, family is. Oh, of course, family is everything. You know, I have siblings myself, and I couldn't imagine you know 
being in that situation and being separated from them like that. That'd be, you know, that I only have one sibling. It's a four legged animal, a lot of hair. (laughs) I got separated from her. Mm -mm, Things wouldn't be good. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we're a combined package. Right. So for this guy to adopt all five kids, it's amazing. Crazy, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we got for you for your good news story this week. Rapid news, major news stories. I hope you enjoyed this Friday morning's episode. If you have a news story that you want us to cover, make sure you DM us on Twitter and we will talk about your news story that you want covered in the next episode. And until Monday morning news comes around, follow us on all social media. The links will be down in the description below. And that's it from us. So, yeah, we will see you Monday morning. Bye, Bye, guys.